0: You're Within the Norms, the blog that explores boundaries of medical science and law. Observation Notes from the Federal Detroit Trial of Pain Center Physicians If ever one thinks they're too small to make changes, then they have never slept in bed with a mosquito. Reported by Norman J. Clement, R.P.H., D.D.S., Norman L. Clement Farm Tech, Malachi F. McCandle Farm D., Belinda Brown Parker, in the spirit of Joseph Salvo Esquire Inc. T. Spirit of Rev. C.T. Vivian, Jelani Zimbabwe Clement, B.S., M.B.A., in the spirit of the Han. Patrice Lumumba, in the spirit of Erlen Clement S.R., Walter F. Ren 3, M.D., Julie Killingworth, Leslie Pompey M.D., Christopher Russo, M.D., Nancy Seafield, Willie Gignard B.S., Joseph Webster M.D., M.B.A., Beverly C. Prince M.D., Fax, Neil Arnand, M.D., Richard Call, M.D., Leroy Baylor, J.K. Joshi M.D., M.B.A., Adrienne Edmondson, Esther Hyatt Ph.D., Walter L. Smith B.S., in the spirit of Brom Fisher Esquire, Michelle Alexander M.D., Joe Wilding B.S., Martin Njoku, B.S., R.P.H., in the spirit of Deborah Lynn Shepard, Barris E. Muchet, Strategic Advisors. We are not powerless, and through our videos, writings, and photographs, we will expose the abuses and tyranny of United States Drug Enforcement Agency. Just as the video was recorded by the cell phone camera of young Darnella Frazier, bore witness to the murder of George Floyd. The blog uarewithinthenorms.com bears witness, and both allows the system to be held accountable. We are healthcare providers, physicians, dentists, pharmacists, not street drug dealers. On June 27, 2022, the Supreme Court. In a 9-0 vote in the Ruan v. the United States of America, Justice Stephen Bayer wrote that the authority to prescribe medications was the right of the prescribing physician alone. No entity or person can supersede this right. In addition, Justice Bayer says that the dose, quantity, and combination are determined by the prescribing health care provider. Justice Bayer further states that because of actions by physicians, millions of lives have been saved because physicians were free to use combinations of drugs off label. Walter F. Ren 3MD July 28, 2022 Massive government overreach When at M1 Schneider in December of 2018 and at U.S.O. underscore Mia and their law enforcement partners at FB Detroit and at OIGaths decided to prosecute the Warren Pain Center physicians, they did it because it wasn't politically correct to treat chronic pain patients and thought it was an easy conviction and forfeiture. Prosecution through intimidation, and we stood fast. Doctors arrested in front of their families, including minor children, or in the presence of staff and patients by 20-plus heavily armed FBI and local police, press conference held by AG accusing DRS of fraud and illegal opioid distributions big news headlines all over, guilty until proven innocent. Arresting daddy, doctor, in front of 15, 7, and 5 years old. Their mommy's hands were cuffed because she wanted to know about the arrest. Front doors were forced open, the street was blocked by armed police, DEA and FBI. Everyone was terrified. Daddy was taken away handcuffed, and they didn't tell where he was taken to. Rajendra Bhatra MD. Four of the six Pain Center doctors of the Warren Pain Center outside Detroit stood fast. They refused to be intimidated and, in their seven weeks of trial, overwhelmed the entire prosecutor Brandy McMillian and her law enforcement cronies and partners intellectually, completely dismantling their case in its entirety. We challenged the alleged $500 million fictitious prosecution in Detroit. They never had any intention actually to go to trial. They had an extremely weak case, and we knew it. But they tried all of their tricks and tactics to intimidate us though, endless delays, media smears, a slow trickle of discovery materials, freezing of our bank accounts, federal detention of our boss for 3.5 years. DOJ's media campaign used to dehumanize doctors. They arrogantly claimed overwhelming evidence in an email to the pain physicians just days before the trial in an attempt to scare them into accepting a plea deal. They wrote checks with their mouths that they couldn't cash. Pre-trial, multiple emails from the DOJ financial healthcare fraud investigator telling us they've subpoenaed our bank records, bogus claims of billing fraud such as billing while out of the country and billing of dead patients, no evidence of this presented at trial, house arrest, GPS ankle bracelets, Threats of severe sentencing upon conviction if we didn't accept their plea deals two days before the start of the trial, incomplete and fractured digital record of our EMR charts, threats of outrageous restitution upon conviction. Indictment.1242018-09 Download But we had faith in ourselves and each other even though we were forbidden from talking. It was terrifying, but we each decided to take them to trial and prove their allegations, that was the last thing they wanted to do in the world. And We won. Christopher Russo M.D. HHS OIG discredited testimony. Drug dealers in white coats versus Klansmen without their white robes dressed in their finest men's warehouse suits. DOJ prosecutors have found it's much easier to raid a doctor's air-conditioned office and then make a splashy headline-grabbing press release, drug dealer in white coats, and simultaneously, they are making it home in time for dinner. Testimony from both special agents Brian Tolan and Claudia Link were clown shows. FBI Special Agent Claudia Link repeatedly prepped prosecution witnesses in the hallways, elevators, and the courtroom gallery. Both of them were humiliated on cross-examination. Agent Link could not define what a pill mill was, MME, and could not define what red flags were. The doctors knew it was over on the first day of testimony after Tolan was cross-examined. HHS OIG Brian Tolan staked out the pain center from the parking lot and took photos of the building. He told the jury that the parking lot was packed and that there were lines of people out the door, but the photographs he used showed an empty parking lot and only one solitary person walking outside the pain center. This was demonstrated on cross-examination and completely discredited his testimony. Ganyu Edu, Maryland. The lead investigator from the FBI in Detroit, Mark Kroger, mysteriously disappeared from the trial and did not make a single appearance in the courtroom. It was revealed to the jury that they paid an actively using crack cocaine addict, Henderson Butler, $16,800 to visit the pain center 11 times to try to set up the doctors to commit healthcare fraud. Dr. Lewis's attorney Ron Chapman brought this up during his closing argument, which was very interesting. It was a terrible look for the prosecution and the FBI in Detroit. David Lewis M.D., Lewis's defense team, told the jury he never in his medical career wrote a single prescription for Opana, hydromorphone as alleged in the indictment. He further stated he avoided opioid prescribing and often tried getting patients off opioids. During the closing, he was grateful to Dr. Patel because his 9.5 hours of secret audio helped illuminate a day of the life of Dr. Lewis. And then, he went on and used the audio to illustrate the excellent care Lewis was providing. The government's expert witnesses, Hirsch Patel M.D. and Neil Maida, M.D. lied under oath about the status of his board certifications in anesthesia and pain. The definition of illegal opioid prescriptions has dramatically changed recently. It goes from what a hired gun expert says to an ill-defined standard or what they can get away with stating. The Big Dark Blackman in the Room Prosecutor Brandy McMillian, tried desperately to play the dark skin biggest blackman degradation campaign, as she focused specific attention on anesthesiologist Dr. David Lewis on being well-dressed, driving a nice car, and even on his fraternity affiliation, Alphi Alpha Alpha. Prosecutor McMillian's final collapse was in her rebuttal, calling the pain center physicians drug dealers in white coats. It appeared to everybody in the courtroom that it was a last gasp desperation statement. The jury wasn't buying IT. In less than eight hours, on Wednesday, July 1, 2022, the federal Detroit jury returned 56 verdicts form with not guilty on all counts, so say we all. Free at last. For now, you are within. You are within the norms.com. Winton Marsalis Concerto for Trumpet and Two Oboes, 1984. The Norms. Donate legal defense or send $175 or more to Cash App: dollar doc norm. Zell three billion one hundred thirty-five million one hundred three thousand three hundred seventy-eight. So, donate to the Pharmacist for Healthcare Legal Defense Fund.